Welcome to the Orange Socks Podcast, where we are inspiring life despite a diagnosis. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Nebaker. In today's episode, I speak with Georgia and Nick about their son, Lincoln, who was diagnosed with autism. I know that you're going to enjoy learning from their experience. So Georgia and Nick, thank you so much for taking the time to do an Orange Sox interview with me about your son, Lincoln. Georgia, tell me, when did you find out that Lincoln was on the autism spectrum? When Lincoln was a year and a half, he was actually kind of ahead in his speech and he was ahead in lots of different ways. Smart kid and he was doing really well. And then the older he got, the more he lost speech. He stopped interacting as much and he started having a hard time being out in public. So I started to suspect autism. I felt like that was probably what was going on with him, but I didn't really want to face that, but I had to, like I just didn't have a choice. And so it was Thanksgiving day when he turned two years old. He hadn't turned two years old, he turned two years old before that, but Thanksgiving day, we're at his family's house and his first word was ball. And I remember saying, come get the ball, come get the ball. And he couldn't say the word ball. That was kind of the moment when I knew something was up, that he had lost that much speech and he couldn't say that anymore. And that's when I knew I had to get him checked out. And so it was just shortly after that, that we had him diagnosed. So Nick, what were your thoughts when you found out that your son was autistic? I was in denial at first. It was hard for me to accept that something was wrong. It felt like the world was against me and it was hard for me to accept and I, look past some signs and I excuse some things as just a phase or maybe he wasn't feeling well. It was hard for me. It was a struggle. So, Georgia, tell me, what have been some of the challenges? You know, at first, it was just getting to understand, even though I knew my kid, I felt like I didn't know my kid after that diagnosis. I was like, I don't know what to do now. And now it seems silly to me because he's always been the same kid. He never changed. but. I had to get to know how to interact with him so that he knew how to interact with the world. And so for me, the challenges in the beginning was knowing what to do to help him because I had no idea. We went to early intervention and it took forever. And when we first got with early intervention, and they were great, but they couldn't suggest services and they couldn't tell us what he needed. And so I just absorbed as much material as I possibly could. I got every book I could get and I had wonderful neighbors who had kids on the spectrum and they kind of guided me as to some of the things that I should do. And so I just really consumed information. And at the time we just didn't have a lot of money and we decided that I was gonna take over part of that therapy. And so there's something called floor time. And so I started doing floor time with him and I was doing it two or three hours every day, just being on the floor with him and playing. And I loved it, but I was burned out a little bit. It was hard to do, playing on the floor and trying to interrupt play. That's the whole point of it, trying to interrupt and get your child to interact and play with you. And for a kid that doesn't want to interact and play with you, it's a little bit tricky. So in the beginning, that was what was so hard, was trying to figure out the right therapy. And then like this miracle happened and the state of Utah started this lottery basically because they hadn't covered autism insurance to cover behavioral therapy for kids on the spectrum. So they decided to do this lottery and my son was a winner. He won the lottery. And so we got free therapy after that and it made a huge difference 
he's really not the same kid. He was kind of low functioning. He had stopped talking entirely almost. He'd say mom and dad, but other than that, he stopped talking and he was retreating into his own world. And now most people can't even tell he's on the spectrum. The therapy has done so much. He's got his own little quirks, but every child does. And I love him. I love those quirks about him. And in fact, some ways I feel like he's an easier kid than my other children because he's predictable. He's so predictable and he's honest and he has such a good heart. He's an amazing kid and I wouldn't change him. So Nick, tell me about some of the joys. A joy for me has been learning to like the things that Lincoln likes. I had some expectations about what it would be like to be a dad. And we would watch sports together and we would play catch and we would just be two peas in a pod, I guess. It's been really neat getting to know Lincoln because he is very complex and he has things about him that are different than anybody I've ever met. He really is special. It's an honor for me to associate and to be part of Lincoln's life. Nick, you're making me think of perhaps what his impact has been on your extended family. So, uh, Georgia, what has been his impact on the extended family? They have all been really supportive. I hear sometimes stories where they have family that don't really understand and don't help out, but both of our families have been awesome and been willing to accept his differences and think he's awesome because of it. I think we've been really, really lucky with our families. Both of them have worked hard to understand who he is instead of like expecting him to be like the other grandkids and cousins. And he has some amazing cousins too. They are just super special, don't you think? Yes. He's got some really special cousins that just love him and play with him and you know, just think he's amazing. And so we've been really lucky with our extended family. That's super. Mm -hmm. So Nick, if I were to come to you suspecting or perhaps even just getting a diagnosis that I had a child on the autism spectrum disorder, mm -hmm. what advice would you give me? I would counsel you to keep in mind that reality is often different than expectations. And that's okay. That part of the joy of life, part of the mystery of life is experiencing new things, learning new things and being challenged and working through difficult times. As crazy as that sounds, be patient, go ahead and grieve as you need to, but remember that autism in particular is a very unique diagnosis and kids on the spectrum are all very different. And for the most part, Every kid I've met on the spectrum is a great kid, is a kid that is genuine and will be honest with you and will let you know their feelings. They have no guile, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And that's a precious quality. Very good. Georgia, last words? I had a thought when you were just talking just now. When Lena was first diagnosed, I remember looking around for helpful words of advice. And the best thing I ever heard was from a woman in our neighborhood who has a child who was 11 at the time. And I remember just being devastated, you know? And I think she could sense that. And she said to me on the phone, she goes, you know, I was where you are. And I remember thinking, this is the worst thing in the world. How am I ever gonna get through this? And she says, and I look at him now and I think, what 
the heck was I so worried about? He's a great kid. And it doesn't seem to matter where your kid's at on the spectrum. It seems like everybody feels the same way about their kid that they think, what the heck was I so worried about? And you get to that point and you love your kid and you wouldn't want them to be different. I hear words about a cure, you know, trying to find a cure for autism. And I think, what is there to cure? <laughs> he is exactly who he's supposed to be. And I don't want him to ever change. I want the world to understand him better and I want him to understand the world, but I would never want to cure him. Thanks for listening to this episode. Orange Socks is an initiative of Rise Incorporated, a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting and advocating for people with disabilities. Follow Orange Socks on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website, orangesocks.org, for more stories and to find national and local resources to help parents of children with disabilities.